0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to AV Insider. I'm your host, as always, Johnny Motta. of the show. AV Insider, of course, can be found at ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab. And it is always brought to you by Tascam. Check them out at tascam.com. You're currently listening to the show broadcast on a couple TaskCam mics and some fun toys that we'll talk about later. Uh, again, ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab. Check this show out if you didn't find us on accident There av insider as always i have a special guest and he's no more or less special than anyone else but i guess it just depends on how the story goes today and you can all make that determination at the end of the episode as uh as i mentioned i have a special guest today i have brought bob wudek and hopefully i said your name correctly bob you are the senior uh, director of business and education solutions is that correct that's correct. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. Every time I, I, I say someone's name wrong or the title wrong, we just have to update you and just give you a better title. So, like, if I uh, butchered your name or I gave you the wrong title, we're just going to automatically update you to the lead Imagineer at BenQ. <laughs> that works. I'll take it. That works. <laughs> um, so, as I mentioned, you're with BenQ. You're the Senior Director of Business and Education Solutions at BenQ. Uh, And then typically right now, what I'd like to know, what I'd like to know more about is BenQ, right? Who is BenQ? What does BenQ mean? What does that stand for? What do you make? What do you offer? A million general questions regarding the company. But before we get into the nuts and bolts, if you will, of the company, I want to know your background. I want to know your story and any details you're, you're willing to share. So perhaps this is your first job in the AV and technology space, or maybe it's your first job ever. I don't know. But if you're willing to share any and all of those details, I would love to listen.
1: So thank you. Uh, and it's a great question and a rare one, I might add. Um, so uh, I this is my uh, second time at BenQ. I had uh, previously worked for a couple of startups. One was at uh, Shark Tank, a Shark Tank company that uh, I was at before I came here. Hmm. And prior to joining BenQ, uh, I've been in the technology realm in Silicon Valley. I've, I've, I've had uh, leadership positions in both the product teams at Logitech, where we developed uh, the world's first force feedback joystick and steering wheels. and uh, And then I joined this crazy company that had a An unbelievably insane idea of taking what then was known as a PDA and a cell phone and combining them together. And uh, that company was called Handspring uh, that went public in 2000, where they invented the Trio smartphone, the first fully functional smartphone that Walter Mossberg of the Wall Street Journal liked and uh, basically changed the industry. And we think inspired Apple to create the iPhone, but we can't prove it. Um, but and, you also uh, can't so, it, so it's like, might as well be true, right? It was the first phone that made me put my Nokia into the drawer, and it never came out again. <laughs> um, and, uh, for about six years, I was at Texas Instruments in the DLP group, so I'm very familiar with a lot of the uh, manufacturers and players in the AV space, as well as a lot of the channel partners where I was doing worldwide marketing for them. And uh, so uh, I joined BenQ uh, the first time around 2010, where we launched uh, uh, the W1070, which became the uh, most popular home theater model for about two years in the North American market, and uh, until I was lured away by the the startup and and then uh, uh, rejoined uh, earlier this year. Cool. Um, So that brings us up to
0: your current position at BenQ where you are the director in business and education solutions. So we'll focus on more of that soon, but and now I kind of want to get a, a background on BenQ. So uh, pretend like I don't know of your company or anyone listening, right? So I try to keep the show kind of general, kind of basic in terms of uh, acronyms and things like that. If you start to talk about shows like Cedia or Infocom, I might stop and say, well, okay, we've just heard about Cedia, which is the residential show, integrators and such which is an acronym for the custom electronic design installation association because we have listeners who are architects consumers uh, other integrators other people of all walks of life and they may not be up to snuff per se on all the current lingo and buzzwords of the avian technology spaces so if at any given time you feel like you're being too technical please uh, you know sort of spell it out for us
1: sure so BenQ is a fascinating company. Um, the uh, company is a publicly traded Taiwanese-based uh, manufacturer of displays and uh, lots of other products, uh, including medical products, uh, polarizing films, and lots of other things that uh, most people don't think of. Uh, in North America, we are the, um, uh, our primary business is uh, projectors and uh, monitors and interactive flat panels. And uh, uh, while many people in uh, America don't know BenQ, or this may be the first time they've heard of of the company, uh, we are the uh, second largest projector manufacturer brand on the planet. So uh, in Germany, in France, in the UK, in India, China, uh, in most every market, we're either the number one brand or the number two brand of the... The projector, so the the business and education solution actually has kind of three elements to it. We have the new and very cool laser projectors that uh, we just announced uh, earlier this week. Okay. Um, so we've got a portfolio of those. We also have um, a unique and purpose built educational panel that is designed specifically for schools that have been using Smart and Promethean interactive whiteboards, and uh, the uh, product that we're uh, uh, doing very well in, and we weren't at CEDIA uh, where you show off the high-end projectors, but we have a very strong position in the 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 high-end projectors when you're looking to drop $10,000 on a projector to basically duplicate what you might see at Cinemark. Um, we have uh, a couple of projectors that are targeted at that market. Most people in the home cinema market might know us for uh, being awarded the best projector under $1,000 by the New York Times and Wirecutter and a bunch of other people. Uh, Many people don't know uh, that we've got basically a a much larger 4K projector that is designed for um, the video files that I used to work with over at Texas Instruments. We're all about the digital cinema initiative where you can have much larger color spaces and that type of thing. So we have basically two relatively boring, but uh, technologically very advanced categories that impact our lives. And then one sort of sizzle on the stake, if you will, with uh, the uh, Cinepro and high-end home theater line.
0: Very, very cool.
1: Um, You mentioned
0: that you have uh, a lot of interactive whiteboards, correct? in the educational yes. space. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but you have a, a partnership with a, a large company that I would assume that most people know the name of that. You've put out one of those uh, interactive boards, if you will, together um, as a, as a, yeah, as a, as a, um, a partnership. And I don't know, can we talk about that at all? Or um,
1: I'm not sure the the, we use, uh, so our boards, maybe I'll, I'll stumble into this and the, what you're trying to drive at on the answer. So our boards are relatively unique in that they are designed to work with any of the educational ecosystems. They were designed to be able to uh, go into a, in the UK, a smart classroom or a Promethean classroom or a Google classroom, uh, which is probably what you're referring to, uh, we sell the Google Jam board than does, and that's a strategic partnership with Google where we are the, the primary the exclusive distributor for that particular product. So um, So that's a 55 inch uh, interactive board. And, uh, and then for classrooms that have larger ones, we, we, we design them not only just for the Google ecosystem, but also to be able to match into a Smart notebook or whatever the Promethean, software or apple or microsoft or if elon musk decides he's going to come up with a new interactive educational solution and that's going to take over the world uh, five years from now it'll work with that
0: <laughs> right yeah the, i was alluding so, to the jam board but i wasn't uh, i wasn't sure if we're allowed to talk about that i know it's it's out but um i didn't know if that's something we wanted to keep separate or if that's even big in the educational space honestly because i don't i oh it is i'm not moving them personally so
1: we have one school that uh, just is putting five in per every classroom. So wow. the traditional model of teaching doesn't necessarily apply the way it used to in projectors. So I mentioned my Nokia phone, right, which right. at the time was the best 2G phone that you could buy. So one of the things that BenQ does very well is we look at technology, and we we bet on technology transitions, and we purpose-build products specifically for unique applications. We, uh, on Amazon, occasionally will actually sell more monitors on Amazon than Samsung, Hmm. which most people don't think about that. But our monitors are built for professional gamers, professional videographers, uh, architects, CAD designers, photographers and uh people who have to color match l'oreal hair color uh on publications that get printed all over the world so we we design each monitor for a specific audience and uh and then they're never the cheapest but man once you get a benq monitor or projector you know people generally stick with the brand so that's why we don't do a lot of marketing either um (laughs) But now we're doing marketing on your show, so we're going to be famous as you are.
0: Well, I like to say we're doing marketing, but we're also doing an educational uh, spot because, Mm -hmm. I mean, no pun intended, based on your uh, solutions in the area that you cover, uh, I'd like to try and keep this as educational as possible because, like you said, or like I said earlier, that we have uh, all walks of life, a lot of integrators, a lot of architects, designers, consumers, and and friends of mine that are not in the industry, and, and a lot that are. So my hope that is that people listening to the show tonight will will gain some sort of knowledge, in, in whatever they're at. So you talked about uh, you know your old Nokia phone and school and the educational spaces has changed uh, drastically. I had another guest on a while back, and we talked about a very similar type of conversation. and And my thought process was that. I wish that, and let's take BenQ, right, and the interactive whiteboard and and what you're doing with Jamboard and things like that and making it easier and um, more collaborative for the students, right? So I think that in today's educational spaces, the students that are in school right now are far more advanced than I was when I was in school because I didn't have these types of... Uh, technologies at my fingertips I didn't have this type of collaboration and I didn't feel like the the classroom was a collaboration right I didn't feel like it was as interactive as it is today it felt very you're being told something but you're not really working together as a group as you are more of just sort of absorbing knowledge and remembering it
1: that that would be correct so uh one of the things for example uh to validate that that we've actually integrated into our uh, our panels uh their, our top of the line one has 20 points of touch so you can have huh. you know three or four people up there working together at the same time in different colors not have a problem but my my thing that i got most excited about it is that uh we we took uh we created a couple of features that are really exciting. First one is if one of those kids happens to have a strep throat and didn't know it and has those germs on his hands, he can be writing on that panel with a finger and our interactive flat panel will kill the virus when it touches the panel. Really? So you won't pass it on to the next person. And exactly. And not only that, it's certified. So each panel comes with a certification document that says that it's been, you know, that technology has been checked out. And as I mentioned before, BenQ makes a lot of medical products. And this is a medical product that we've ported over and adapted to the interactive flat panel. So you can't even tell that it's on the panel. Uh, So it's visually clear, but it's also passes all the certification tests that we might have to do for a surgical light or a surgical table.
0: But this is also in your panels in the educational space as well? Yes. So would, would it be fair to say that BenQ panels are are uh, safer and more cleanly than the competition?
1: I would I would say that's a fair fair claim we could make. The okay. other thing that we have done is uh, I mentioned uh, professional gamers, right? And yeah. I don't know if you play games, but uh, I you know, some of our, our – best customers are the best StarCraft players in the world, the best Counter-Strike players in the world, and, you know, uh, Fortnite, et cetera, et cetera, right? And these guys make hundreds of thousands of dollars playing these games on stadiums and venues worldwide. So we've designed lines of monitors for these guys for about five or six years. Some of those technologies are now integrated into our panels to make them safer. For example, if you practice 14 hours a day on on Counter Strike, you get exposed to a lot of blue light. Right. So uh, we also so we put in some uh, filters on those those early gaming monitors that, that helped us to market leadership in that position to eliminate the the blue light without wrecking the picture. Those are in the monitor. Those are now in our interactive flat panels. The other thing that we put in huh. is a unique technology where. Uh, you know, most LED monitors have a flicker to them, right? If you yeah. take your iPhone and you show it to their gamers, hate it because if you're playing 14 hours after the 12th, 10th, or 11th hour, your eyes get tired, you lose focus, bad things happen, right? Your productivity goes down, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they, they have a hard time. Well. We developed a backlight, an LED backlight that's exclusive to BenQ that we we put into those monitors that basically makes it so there's no flicker at all. It's like an old fluorescent backlight where you can take a picture of it, a video on your iPhone, and you won't see any of those lines moving up and down. Interesting. That eliminates, I think, for the gamer, but now we've put it into our interactive flat panels so that you can you can put it up in front of the screen and you're not gonna basically be flickering the kids all day long. Right. Or the teacher. And since the teacher's now looking at a, at a panel close up, she doesn't, he or she doesn't have to worry about blue light exposure and they also don't have to worry about eye fatigue with uh, LED flicker. Stuff that's not actually very obvious, but to the UK market, to the Australian market, to people who use a lot of interactive teaching, like what you're describing, it has become very important and is why BenQ has been the market leader in Australia for interactive flat panels. And uh, I think it's number two in the UK in the same market. So those are the first two markets that we've uh, penetrated and we're launching these products here in the US now.
0: Wow. Uh, and um, so... With that information uh, and, and maybe it's just to be seen with these new products that you're launching currently, but is is there like a, a favorite child per se at BenQ within the educational space that, uh, in, or, and or business that uh, maybe is your personal favorite for any specific reason?
1: Yeah, my, um, my personal favorite is uh, our projector we just announced this week. It's a uh, – uh, and projector's – you know most people find them incredibly boring, but because I worked at DLP for a long time and you see how difficult it is to make a great projector, uh, this one that we just announced is is really exciting the um, it, it's a five thousand lumen laser projector which uh, is you know of course we're not the only guys that have a five thousand lumen laser projector but uh, it's been a project that's about six years in the making because we we launched the first one, I think around 2011, 2012, as we launched the first classroom laser projector in North America ever.
0: Okay. And
1: um, we, you know, like a lot of products, it, you learn things every time you do it. And we learned and learned and learned. And uh, we wanted to bring out a the perfect projector for a college or, a, a you know, a college classroom or whatever. So... We found that every time that uh, a piece of dust would get inside the projector, Murphy's Law would apply and it hit the laser beam and bad things would happen, right? So we developed and are launching with this projector a completely sealed laser engine. And in fact, it's so sealed that we put it into a dust chamber. And you know how the new Apple Watch has an IP rating? for water and stuff like that, so you can go swim in it and do a mud run and stuff like that? Yes. We have an IP5X rating for dust similar to what the Apple Watch has. So while I wouldn't take the projector swimming, it can survive a dust storm, a catastrophic apocalyptic dust storm in a dust chamber that is essentially 30 years of dust and it won't impact the projector. So now a college can put one of those projectors up 20 feet up in the air shine it onto a 120 inch screen in the classroom never have to clean a filter never have to replace a lamp and the color on it is spectacular
0: wow and that's what you just launched this week yep wow impressive
1: um and and the price is under three thousand dollars shut up for my money (laughs) just kidding <laughs> <laughs> for schools even cheaper uh
0: let's let's talk a little bit about that right so we talk you know you can buy them obviously I would direct people over to uh the website which is probably the best place to learn more about the company which is BenQ, B-E-N-Q uh dot com head over there and you can learn about all the different products and spaces we we're, we're currently focusing on the business and education solutions um so My question is with that, so uh, if I wanted to buy more, I want to learn more about your business model first. So do you have like a a mix of of how you get your products out there to the market? Is it like a direct-to-dealer? Is there distribution? Is it maybe a mix of both or something else?
1: Most of our customers buy our product for classrooms through uh, education resellers. And okay. we're partnered with a lot of the larger ones on there. You can also, uh, B&H is also one of our partners, B&H Photo in New York. And of course, uh, we have them on our website and uh, uh, you can find them. So we, from a channel standpoint, uh, nothing particularly unusual or unique about where we're putting it. Our philosophy is we want to make it as easy as possible for people to buy the product.
0: Oops, sorry. Okay. Um, now... It- What about trade shows, uh, for, for the business and education solutions? There are trade shows that we can attend as professionals to learn more. Like if I want to be, if I'm an integrator and I'm, uh, and I'm, uh, deploying these solutions for, for educational spaces, K through 12 or higher ed, whatever that may be, or business, where, what trade shows can I go and see these new projectors that you just launched or the interactive whiteboards that have this, uh, and I'm probably saying it wrong antimicrobial, um,
1: Killing <laughs> fibers within yes. the screens, right? <laughs> yeah, we we do uh, do local trade shows. Uh, we have one going on in Virginia right now uh, that uh, we're partnering with. Uh, uh, we're at the Troxel booth in um, in Virginia uh, where we're showing off that and our ultra short throw laser projector that we're also uh, announcing. Um, and uh, we'll be at the major education shows for uh, this next year, the one in Florida, the, the one in Texas, and uh, a long list of them. We have uh, field salespeople that uh, we deploy throughout the country that can meet one-on-one with school administrators and uh, resellers and, and brief them and get them evaluation units and address any of the questions they have fact, I've got a team from uh, my headquarters that is going around I'm going to be meeting with about uh, 10 or 15 of the top universities, uh, similar to what we did with the gamers, where we met with these folks, got their feedback, took their suggestions of what we can do to improve our products, go back and start redesigning from the ground up. So, uh, so this, there's a lot of activity going on in terms of our belief is that we need to get as close to the customer as possible. So I personally met some of the, the CTOs and, uh, you know, movie making companies and photography studios and, uh, uh, as part of research projects for other products. And it's a unique way that we have of doing business.
0: Very, very cool. Um, now let's see what else. And, and are you typically at those trade shows or just kind of depends what your schedule Cause it sounds like you cover a large area or large territory.
1: Um, my, my focus is North America. So generally I'm at the larger one. Okay. Uh, uh, so, and I have a team of people that, that uh, work very hard to be able to support the resellers and, uh, and show up and support our customers, smaller ones. I've gotten to go to a lot of different ones this year, both large and small to to do my own research to understand what we need to do from a product standpoint and what the problems that these people have to solve, you know, in Texas in last year in February, I think we had hundreds of schools shut down from the flu. And uh, one of the, uh, one of the school districts in Virginia had a Portsmouth uh, had the same problem. And so they replaced all their existing flat panels with BenQs and they love them and uh, they agreed to do a case study which will be coming out shortly uh, on you know just how that panel did uh, did the job without becoming a disease source through their school. Lots of unique stories that may not be just the conventional hey let's teach interactive we do that obviously and and we have all of the the normal features 4k resolution bright viewing angles and great audio and lots of connectivity and that type of thing Um, but we're always trying to really dive deep into the classroom environment and understand what we can do better that other people may not have overlooked or may have overlooked or decided it was just too much of a hassle to try and address.
0: Man, I'm thinking about replacing all my monitors with BenQ. at here, at work, mainly because of the germs. Uh, obviously, the video quality is impeccable, but I, I never, I guess, not until recently, and I, I, I get worried about touching door handles and things like that because of other germs and people don't like to wash up after themselves or they carry sick, you go to the DMV, and everyone's sick, right? Or whatever the case may be, it's everywhere. But I never really thought about a, a panel uh, or inter- especially an interactive panel, which makes more sense, that has that capability to fight off infection and germs and things like that. I, I, I don't know if other people are doing that, and maybe BenQ is um, doing this solely by themselves. And if so, I applaud you. And even if not, I still applaud that you're doing that. I never, I've never i never crossed my mind for a computer monitor or an interactive panel, uh, maybe even digital signage or anything like that. But that's I think that's brilliant.
1: Thank you. Yeah,
0: so um, I know that we're 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 only focusing on the business business and education solutions because that's the, your area that you cover, uh, and maybe you know the answers you don't, but I imagine because I've well I've seen BenQ at other shows, but like like CEDIA as I mentioned in the beginning, the Custom Electronic Design Installation Association trade show for integrators in the residential space, I've seen BenQ there. I don't know if I've seen you at in- Infocom, which is the commercial uh, version of CDI, in my opinion. Everyone can email me at Johnny at raypups.com. Tell me I'm wrong, please. And or the the mega supergroup version of the two of those in, in Europe, currently at uh, Amsterdam, or as I like to call it Amsterdam, which you'll find out if you ever make it there. It's like seven times that. It, it's huge, ISC. Uh, which will be in Barcelona eventually uh, soon, I think in 2020. But uh, I imagine that you BenQ makes it to those large shows as well, correct?
1: Yeah, we do. We tend to be selective um, at what shows we have. So uh, the uh, Cedia, we have generally done uh, off-the-floor events as the same, which we do at Infocom. Similar to if you've seen what Extron does, they don't have a booth at Infocom, but they have other activities at Infocom for their customers. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the same basic logic that we have as well. We're, we're mostly product focused, not quite as much emphasis on building uh, a big brand umbrella, uh, because our belief is that if we can develop a better product and, and provide a good value to the customer, um we can basically uh you know avoid having to buy Super Bowl ads if you will right, so we have been at uh we have been at infocom for many years uh we weren't there last year, not sure if we're going to be there this next year, but uh we do do a lot of off the floor activities there at at most of the trade shows and at Cedia, uh you know, again, more off the floor activities, but it is a a significant market for us in the home theater space. And like I said earlier, the, the home theater, the 4k versions that we have are just, uh, well, they're more the most, they're the, they're the enthusiast dream from a cinema perspective. So they're not designed to compete with say an LCD TV. They're really designed to attract the type of person that, Knows a DCI color space, which is the special colors that they use only in a movie house when they do digital cinemas. The same color as the Panavision film that, that the old style movies were made from. Hmm.
0: So I saw, I'm going to go back to uh, Infocom and uh, the Jamboard collaboration that you have with Google. Um, mm-hmm. So I was able, I saw uh, this year as well as last year, and this year I got a little more hands on time, if you will. At the Google Cloud booth, and uh, I didn't get as much time with it the year before, but this year in Vegas, I was uh, I got a lot of time to play with it, and I was really impressed. And I, I love the video quality. The other thing I was really impressed by um, is the fact that it's like half the cost of like your competitor, uh, uh, the big M, if you will. Like it's half the cost of their of their ver- uh, version of what what you guys were making, and. I could see, and, and by, especially what you're saying, five for every classroom, I could see that being deployed in so many different spaces, especially in business, right? It, it is very, I would say, sort of a simplified version, but for what it is, I think it is a very powerful tool that works well. And it, obviously, again, it's very visually uh, impressive, it's very stunning, and, and again, it, it works. It, it's, it's a great tool. That uh, I don't know if that one has the twenty point uh, multi touch, but it it was awesome. I mean, for lack of better words, I I really really enjoyed it. And one day I hope to to get my manager, who hopefully is listening, to get one in our office.
1: Yeah, they're fantastic collaboration tools. I mean, we have them in our offices and our huddle rooms, and uh, you know, we also have interactive whiteboards and uh, uh, you know for a uh, four-person, five-person collaboration session. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. You know? And then we've got, obviously, salespeople all across the country. Uh, we do a lot of uh, meetings and uh, collaboration. And because we're an international company, we do things overseas. So uh, I think you made the, the, the highest compliment and that it works. Well, thank it you. It do mean, a particular purpose and it delivers what it's supposed to do. I
0: mean, isn't that what, what all technology should do, even though it doesn't always do that?
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> the, the products we know and love, you know, they work. They, they, they do the job and they make your life easier and more productive. And that's the, that's the way a successful product should be. And, and we, we are a very product-driven company. Uh, and that's about the highest compliment you can deliver to a product is that it does the job.
0: It does the job and it does it in a very visually stunning way. The co- colors are mm-hmm. vivid. They are accurate, uh, which is important. Like you mentioned earlier for the, uh, the designers of the world or the people in marketing, the people in business that are, that are very conscious of the colors that need to be represented. For for their businesses for a multitude of reasons, right? Uh, if I'm just you know typing up spreadsheets, or whatever, that doesn't necessarily matter. But if you're uh, like a designer or something to that effect, it it's going to be it's a it's a necessity. It's a 100%. I need this to be accurate. And my experience with BenchQ is that it works and it is accurate. And so, in my next purchase, that's what I'm looking for.
1: Well, you know, that you touched on something that's very important to us, uh, and it's part of our DNA as well. Uh, So in the projector space, uh, there's a campaign that basically said, oh, all DLP projectors are bad, and we're one of the largest uh, DLP manufacturer brands that exist uh, today on the planet. So we kind of took offense to that because, you know, we have that color accuracy that you're talking about, um, is uh, obviously a part of the jam board, But we make uh, monitors that are actually certified by Rochester Institute of Technology and, and other uh, people in the photographic and color industries where they basically put them through the test of this. Hmm. The neatest thing about the laser projectors is you know, we've generally not focused on trying to be quote unquote have color brightness like some of our competitors, but mostly color accuracy. So we were doing a shootout, uh, and, uh, of a competitor product and they're like, wow, their greens are really bright. And, uh, <laughs> we were looking at a Starbucks logo and I'm like, yeah, it's brighter than ours. And then my engineer got up and he picked up his Starbucks cup, walked up to the wall put it next to the logo that's on the screen from our projector, our laser projector that I was talking about and go, does it look like this one or this one? And you can see that the engineers that said, we will not mess up a projector the same way we won't mess up a monitor, the same way we won't mess up a jam board just to have the bright and happy color. We want it accurate so that, your image is the same on any product that's got our logo on it.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I think that's, it's very important. Um, I don't, I don't know how many people look for these things, right? So uh, th- again, that's part of the reason why I'm looking now, but I, I would imagine in, in business and education, it's, it's going to be important. And obviously your home theater, when we talk about that, it's 1000% important, right? Because my biggest pet peeve is when I go to a movie uh, or I watch a TV like let's just say I'm walking away from the we're going to walk through Costco or we're going to walk through Big Box Store X. The colors are so boosted it's like bright and intense and I'm like, "Yeah, that's great." And everyone's like, "Look how bright that is." I'm like, mm, "But is it supposed to be that bright? Does the real world outside does your grass look that insanely neon green?" And and the answer is always, "Well, no." I'm like, "It's because it's not accurate. It's not it's not visually representing what it's supposed to be in the right manner so well yes you're right in that it's insanely bright that's great but it's not accurate right so when I when I go to experience a movie or something on a screen I want it to be accurate and that could just be me but for the most part I don't want to pretend like I'm living in a pretend world I, I would like it to be accurate if I'm going to a theater I want to leave the world behind and go live in that movie for the next two hours and forget that I'm actually just sitting in the theater that I'm like, I'm living in this movie because it feels real. It looks real. I am taking away, taking away to another place time dimension into this movie because of how accurate it is represented. And that may be because of Ben Q projector. I don't know.
1: Well, the uh, the one of the funny stories, if you've never heard it, or maybe your audience has never heard this, with uh, the early days of digital cinema, because the early DLP chips uh, that BenQ uses, uh, and we've been using DLP chips for you know a decade or so, uh, when they did the digital cinema projector to try to get Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and uh, you know all the other directors to go away from film and onto a uh, uh, a chip-based platform so that they wouldn't have to print film and go everywhere. The first uh, iteration of that, they took the camera feeds and they, they ran them through their first prototype, and the engineers were thrilled because uh, it looked very realistic. And so they rented a theater and they showed it to Spielberg and Lucas, et al, And and uh, uh, those guys got really upset. They hated it. And uh, they the, the engineers were confused. They're like, we don't want the grass to look like that way. We spent 15 years working with Panavision to be able to get it so that when we film real grass, it looks like cinema grass. <laughs> so the engineers had to basically go back and spend a year figuring out how to digitize the the color palette of the way uh, cinema film works. So that when they film the product, when they when they cut a scene, you know, when you go to Mr. Bean or or uh, Forrest Gump, you know, those colors don't necessarily look like they came out of your VCR on your home movie. They look very movie like and they're very unique and different colors. So um, our cinema, our home theater cinemas that we've developed for the high end, have basically been designed to map those colors, those very, very difficult colors that are not just pure red and pure green and pure blue. They're very modeled skin tones and off shades of green, et cetera. We nail those exactly. Yeah, and... Most I, people I appreciate- will
0: never see it, but a producer does. I think that if you're accurately representing the images taken or represented and most of the time, like you said, no one will even know, I think you've done your job because if people are noticing something is different for that reason, then maybe it's not accurate, right? Maybe if if you are altering it to some way where it's visible and very obvious, like I, my example earlier with the, the insanely bright neon colors, I'm like, mm, that's great, it's bright, but that's not the way the real world lo- works, right? So if you do, if they had whoever these people are, right, like if they had calibrated this monitor as an example, and it looked more realistic, most people would have never known, or it would have been a comment of that one <laughs> that one looks brown and ugly. Grass is in comparison to the neon grass on the right. Right. Like, yeah. But again, I, I thank you for trying to be accurate, for making your, all your displays, all your panels from product to product with a BenQ logo on it, accurate. Because at the end of the day, that's what you want out there. That's what you want your name associated with. BenQ, in my mind, equals accuracy. Whether that's in a projection, in a digital signage a display, or a multi-touch display, an interactive board, in a huddle space, huddle room, Whatever the case may be, I know that if I am deploying BenQ or using BenQ products, at the end of the day, I'm going to get accuracy. And that's all I'm looking for. And that it works. So those two things. So again, thank you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, with that, is there anything in particular about BenQ in any space or your business and educational solutions spaces that we have not discussed that we should talk about?
1: Yeah, we have a, a product that uh, is is the it's not as dramatic as our laser projector, but it's one that I started using every day once I got here. And uh, most people have never heard of it, and people who are familiar with the Barco ClickShare uh, are familiar with the function. But we call it InstaShow, and we just put it up on Amazon it's not cheap by any means it's about a thousand dollars but it is the coolest and most efficient and my favorite part is it requires no software to basically be able to plug in to a meeting room that's InstaShow equipped and basically in a few seconds push a button and your your laptop is showing on the screen um it's a uh, receiver transmitter uh, solution where you put the receiver up uh, on the display and the little pucks that uh, go on the table uh, don't require any software driver, any software installation, anything. You just simply plug it in your notebook, push a button and voila, you're up on the screen. The so uh, we Insta show.
0: Insta show WDC 10. The plug and play. That's one it to start full HD wireless presentation solution. Yes. That's so that's brand new
1: or that's it. Newest? It's been around. We basically uh, kept it to the, it's newish. We, we showed it to some resellers. Uh, we, we, we've sold a few and then we decided, you know what? We need to need to put this on Amazon and let people buy it. And they've started to buy it like crazy in Germany. We sell thousands of these things. It's the dominant platform for this because they did a little bit of marketing. They exposed it. And uh, and once people bought it, uh, they started rating it. And then it became like, uh, you know, cotton candy or some other viral type of thing where once you've had it and then you go into a meeting room that doesn't have it to drop a thousand euros to get it is no big deal. It saves you having to wire. It saves you having to set up a controller. It saves you a lot of time and effort in running a meeting. And you know, you get three or four or five pucks and you have different people who have a, you want to share a different screen. They just push the button Their Their images up on the screen. And then when Joe wants to take over, he pushes his button It pops up on the screen, makes it for a very efficient meeting. We just moved offices and, we we rarely, I don't think anybody has ever used uh, the HDMI connector that we paid a contractor to run under the concrete and run through the ceiling, and we just use the radio. We just use Instashow. So, <laughs> like, why did we do that? You know, uh, it was part of the spec. You know, yeah. Why would why would I ever do that? So it's a very simple solution, and the government folks uh, love it because there's no software that has to go onto your notebook that then clutters everything up or presents a security risk.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. And I have a new solution for the office. That's great. I, uh, I'm going to have to go to Amazon and get one in the next two days. I like that. Um, is there anything else that we should talk about before running out of the show here?
1: I think we've covered all the major points.
0: Okay. Well, uh, I thank you one for your time. And, and education and just being on the show to share any and all details about your past, your future, the company in general, especially in the business and educational spaces. Um, one, because I feel like it's I think it's often left out from other areas other avenues and uh, it, it's something we need to talk about more and more as our, our kids get older and move into businesses uh, it's good to, to get them up to speed with technology not like that they're not already born within their hands today but it's good to get us i guess non-children up to speed on what's coming and and uh, what our children will be learning with and using to run their businesses with so one i would say start people head over to benq.com where you can learn about all these products we've, we've kind of covered a little bit outside of the business education solutions. So obviously head over to BenQ.com where you can learn a, a bit more or a lot more, depending on how much time you have, about all their products and all the different uh, vertical markets that uh, you can deploy their technology. So again, business, or I'm sorry, not business, BenQ.com is probably the best place to start. And then uh, from there, I, I'm sure there's probably a contact us page, or if uh, if you want to reach out directly to BenQ, or perhaps maybe you just want to reach Bob directly. I'm sure you could probably send an email through through the uh, the website, the contact us page to learn more. Um, so again, I'm just going to direct everyone right back to the website, BenQ.com. And that is probably the best place to learn a ton more about everything that they offer. Take it in stride. uh, Learn a bit more about the products that are being deployed today. Because if you want accuracy and you want your technology to work, head over to BenQ.com. Start there. But if you're more of a social person like myself, you can check them out at Facebook.com forward slash BenQ North America. Or you can simply tweet at them online in 140 characters or less or more now because they've updated that simply with at BenQ America. And of course, they're on LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn.com forward slash company forward slash BenQ hyphen America is a great place to learn more about uh, companies. You'll probably find Bob there too. If you want to email me about anything that I've said that's probably wrong, I would love to hear any and all constructive criticism. Or maybe you want to talk about technology. You want to be on the show. You want to rant and rave, if you will, no pun intended, about the show, email me. It's Johnny, J O H N N Y, at ravepubs.com. I will get back to you in a timely fashion. You can be on the show. You can bring a friend. You can talk about the new BenQ projectors, monitors, or accuracy of all of the above. And tell us about your experiences. Tell us about your deployments. Tell us about your struggles, if any. Or uh, just give us your your stories. I want to hear it, I want to share it with the world. Give me some feedback. Again, it's johnny at at ravepubs.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y at ravepubs.com, or it's at jmota3, J-M-O-T-A, the number three, pretty much everywhere online for the most part. Uh, Just Google me, and if anything bad comes up, that's somebody else that's not me, so don't worry about it. And again, the show, AV Insider, can be found at ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab, which, of course, is sponsored by Tascam. And if you found this show an accident, welcome. You've made it to the end. And we will catch you on the next episode, but in the meantime, feel free to go back and listen to all the other 150 odd episodes that you haven't listened to yet because you made it on accident. Or check out the other shows at uh, ravehubs.com under the Rave Radio tab. There are many other shows, many other hosts, different topics, different age ranges, guests, and fun educational snippets in different lengths. Uh, Everyone, this has been AV Insider Bob. Thank you so much for your time education. I appreciate it. And in the future, I'd love to have you back to talk more about it.
1: Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being on your show.
0: Thank you, Uh, everyone. Again, this has been AV Insider brought to you by TASCAM. We'll catch you on the next show.